Welcome back, All Things Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8. I'm your host, Julian, co-host Justin. You? Boy, Ant. How you doing? Always checking in. Yeah. We chilling, right? We feeling good. We just got our Vice jerseys, me and Facts. Justin. I know Ant, no Heat fan, so I can't. I'm just, it's not a, it's not an anti-Ant. This is just a moment thing right now. Those City jerseys is cool. lit. Yeah, Court is lit. We didn't get a chance to go to the midnight release because, you know, we got a podcast to record. But we seen the the photos and the videos and we got homies out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. They rapping. So let's jump right into NBA headlines. The first NBA headlines is those damn Heat jerseys are fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could give it a minute. So Justin, who, who which jersey did you buy? I had, to, you know, I think the obvious choice for a lot of people would probably say Dwayne Wade. It's just timeless, best Heat player to ever put on a Heat jersey, but. I don't know. I, I went for another Heat lifer. I went for I went for Udonis Haslam, showing showing love to UD, mm-hmm. always holding it down. Like you went from, for another four because you have a lot of power forward jerseys. Yeah, I, I am on my way to collecting all of them. Yeah, that's true. I got Blake Griffin. I got Tim Duncan. I got Kevin Garnett. Damn. So yeah, yeah. yeah you, oh, I got Kevin Love. So yeah. Udonis is another. That's five. That's the that's, fifth that, man right there. Yeah, right there. Just we got the squad up. <laughs> Now you gotta get a like a start. You have a starting five of fours. <laughs> you gotta get it now. You gotta get a starting five of another position. Um, I had to go D Wade, man. Like you said, it's timeless. You know he's gonna be there. I wanted Josh Richardson. I was talking to Ann about that shit earlier, and yeah, it was like yeah, I was on the fence, super on the fence. It's just like you said, it's timeless. And I know that Dwayne Wade is retiring with the Heat this year. Like mm-hmm. we know that, and the fact that. Last year, I didn't get to get the jersey, the vice jersey. This year, they're doing it in black, and they're actually doing the court. It's, you get that feeling. Dwayne Wade's last season, like, it's just a hype. It's a respect, and it's, like, it's so Miami. Like, they're doing it so Miami with this vice mm-hmm. that I feel like Dwayne Wade is Miami. So it's, like, and Udonis Haslam is, too, so I respect Yeah, that. because when they first showed the, like, the jersey, when they first dropped it, I think it was Monday or Tuesday that they're, like, oh, like, it's coming out. You could go on the website, you know, they drop an email, whatever. Like, the only one they showed, like, in Vice was UD. That was, yeah. that was, that yeah. was, that was, that was the was first the one. That, yeah, that was the actual one that they showed, like, what the Vice was website was. Yeah, they showed the 40. So, I was like, got to salute. Exactly, the captain. So, I mean, with the court and, and the way that they marketed this is genius. It's like Andy Ellsberg, numbers-wise, genius. Um, I, heard a, I heard a stat that Miami sold last year. They sold... More vice jerseys than any other city jersey combined in the league last year. Yeah, because even when we were playing the Pistons, like when they're like you know talking about the vice jerseys, there's a lot of people in you know a lot of like the Heat fans that were there that were rocking vice jerseys. Oh yeah, Atlanta. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. Dwayne Wade. Now that he, like we've been watching Heat ball for how long, but we we've heard the Let's Go Heat chants when we're winning in an away arena toward the end of the game. Mm-hmm. With Dwayne Wade's last season being here, you're getting it everywhere. You're getting Dwayne Wade fans from around the world because Miami Heat Nation is global ever yeah. since, you know, obviously what Dwayne Wade has done, but with LeBron coming and Bosh, it, it just transformed everything, and Heat Nation just stuck through it, and we still have Wade to to hold on to for now. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate what they did with the, with the opportunity for, you know, license plates and being able to go to the stadium, take pictures at the arena. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah, especially to do it at American Airlines. That's you know not, not just doing it like online. Like that's really dope that they did like a midnight release at the arena. Literally. So for the locals, for the fans that are off tomorrow, and 
don't mind traveling to Miami, what's the case? So, anyways, crazy headline, Steve Kerr mentioned a player from Duke, who we all can assume, who wears number one. He's the most athletic freak in the country. Weighs 285. That's not in the NBA. And he's 6'8". He's playing at LeBron level. Steve Kerr, what did he say? He said that he thought LeBron was like a one-shot deal, but apparently the next one's coming. So, I mean, with all the talent that we have in the league now, all the up-and-coming stars and all the people that have drawn comparisons, mainly like a Ben Simmons, to a, to a certain extent, uh, Antetokounmpo. So to say, you know, off of... I mean, obviously... Zion's getting a lot of hype, off, right. you know, from high from school. High school. Like yeah, from high school. Yeah, from high school. Yeah, from high exactly. Especially with social media nowadays, like we saw Zion Williamson, we probably seen every dunk he had in high school, mm-hmm. just being on Twitter, being on Instagram. LeBron James was on ESPN, and obviously that was big time. Not to say Zion's not on ESPN, but he's on the social media ESPN. He's on the overtime app. You know what I'm saying? Right, and right, right. LeBron didn't get this shine, so. LeBron's a chosen one. We know that. We knew that when he was winning championships in high school, he was going to come and destroy. We have a feeling that Zion is going to come and destroy. Obviously, he's going to be a top three pick next year. Who who wouldn't want to go after that athleticism? Will he? Because whatever Steve Kerr said, he said, in our opinion, do you think Zion Williamson can be the next LeBron? Literally, not just, you know, well... I just... I just I don't see it in his game. I don't see it. I mean, and plus I think like a lot of things would have to change. I think I mean him being two eighty five. It's he's kind of he's kind of in that in that no man's land, you know? Because I know he plays he plays a four, right? Or right. he plays yeah he plays a four and he's six eight. I mean we have Cam Reddish and we have R J Barrett and those are three of the top ten recruits for freshmen this year. Yeah. So we had to put him at a four. I mean, I think he'll play the three, you know, the three in the NBA. But then he'd have to. He'd, I think he'd have to he'd drop have to lose some weight. Yeah, he'd have to drop to at least you know two sixty at least. You know, and but then, go ahead. And then you know, then then you kind of then you have to you know develop your game to, towards that aspect, and you have to change your mindset towards because you know we've seen a lot of players in college. For example, Michael Beasley. That was Michael Beasley's problem coming to the league. He played four in college, mm-hmm. but then when he played, you know, when right. he came to NBA, he was undersized for now, the four. Try to switch it to the, you know. Obviously, Michael Beasley was more of a back-to-the-basket guy in college. Right. Not to say that he was literally a post-up player. Right. He was an athletic, offensive freak, mm-hmm. but he knew how to play back-to-the-basket, fade-away, turnaround post-work on the, the opponents that he needed to. Zion Williams is not the turnaround, you know, back-to-the-basket, post-you-up. He will get big with you. He's a strong freak athlete, but he's trying to come downhill, off right. the dribble, put the ball you know, he's just attacking the basket. He hit a few threes in the game versus Kentucky. I don't know if that was just the hype of, of being in the big game. I don't know if it was the hype of just, by the way, ESPN didn't pay, pay us to play that. But <laughs> I don't know if that was the hype of the game or, like I said, he's hitting threes. I don't know if his game just grows to be a shooter, especially being 285 pounds or 70, whatever it yeah. is. That's Andre jumping size, just four inches, five inches shorter. So he's gonna have to yeah, figure he's, that yeah, out. He's, yeah, he's got to the where right. he wants to use his height mm-hmm. and and athleticism, or like, does he want to just be a bruiser 
and stay at that. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's what my thing is. Right now, he's got like that Jared Sullinger, Dewan Blair kind of build. That's true. But with but the, with, with the yeah with the athleticism and the motor of you know of, of a LeBron James, you know, and the mentality, so to speak, you know, so that that's where it kind of you know. It, 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 We've it, never seen it. Exactly. We've never seen somebody this big. And and and, this and, and in that aspect, I will, you know, if that's what Steve Kerr was going for, right. something not as necessarily say the next LeBron, but something as in the next we've never seen before. And we've never seen LeBron before LeBron exactly. with his height, athleticism, and huge stature. Like the dude six eight, two hundred what is he, two hundred forty pounds, two hundred he was two two fifty at one point, I'm sure. But he's probably like a good 240, 6'8", and he runs the floor like a point. Like you mm-hmm. know what I mean? He, I mean, he might even be two twenty now. Maybe he might have. He cut. He's cut down. Because ever since yeah, when he started cutting when he came to Miami, because I know he was in like the two sixty range, and then he started does he have to year because you know the older but he even, gets, you know, trying to take less off the frame. Oh three, oh four, oh five, oh yeah. six. He yeah. was a bigger guy, and he was just jumping out the gym, mm-hmm. sort of like what we're seeing from or. Just like what we're seeing from Zion, I, I get more of like a Charles Barkley feel from Zion, uh, off off rip. You know, like his, just defensively, Charles Barkley is. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Hall of Fame defense. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like body type wise, like motor, right. stuff like that. You know, can run the floor for a guy his size. You know, and and somewhat undersized the position for for now. You know, we'll see what happens when you know when he comes to the NBA. But I mean, he's definitely got a high up ceiling. And, he, and he's definitely with the right program, the right and coach. Right now, exactly. And if he gets drafted to a fine scheme, which is going to be tough to say because obviously you're getting drafted to the bottom of the league, mm-hmm. you're going to try to grow. Um, if he gets drafted to a system where it benefits him, we can really see this guy pop and, and just learn how to create his own jump shot, learn how to shoot, you know, just set shots and do more than just attack off the dribble and have that motor, right? Yeah. Become more polished. Like, R.J. Barrett, on the other hand, at Duke, he's going to be probably the number one pick, number two pick. But um, let's talk about NBA All-Stars that need a change of scenery. Yeah, especially with how the league's kind of shaking up. Uh, and, 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 the, and granted, it's the first, you know, few weeks. Nothing, nothing set in stone, but we're kind of seeing some of unexpected things. Kind of seeing what we expected to. Um, but with the all stars that we've seen, that you know, looking how their teams playing, that need to change the scenery. I'm gonna say John Wall. I, yeah, I think that right when you said it like that, because before we were talking about it, I didn't know who you were gonna go with. Right when you just said like, I don't know, it clicked. I was like John Wall. Go yeah, ahead. I think you know they they've tried so much. You you kind of come across these situations with certain teams where it's like, all right, do you want to reboot? Do you want to just you know hit control, delete, and restart? Right. And we've seen teams you know just ship off this player for picks, ship off that player for picks, or do you want to retool? Do you all right? You like you having a few foundational pieces, you know, and you that you want to build on and build around, and you try to build to their strengths, protect their weaknesses. And just you know, interchange the pieces around them, and I feel like we've seen the retooling aspect so many times for the Wizards, and we've kind of seen them retool around John Wall, and it's just not working. Not and as much as they try to force feed it, and they want that dynamic of a well, the quote unquote dynamic of Bradley Beal and John Wall working, I just don't see it working. I don't see them meshing well. I feel like it's they're more of like I mean, it's it gets to a case where. Sometimes or most of the time, you want like the 
you know, head-to-head competition to make you better. But I feel like they're, it's not like head-to-head, it's like they're butting heads. Right. Almost. And it's like if they don't have chemistry, you would have thought they would have grown over the past five years, right? Right. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I feel like they're just trying to force it on. They just wanted to work so this bad. Contract situation is, is scary because C's getting paid almost forty million dollars a year. Well, he's making nineteen this year, mm-hmm. and then next year is when it jumps up to thirty-eight. Yeah. So he's so he set up to make like forty-seven point, I think forty-seven point three. They had it within this year, and next year. It's insane. It's. So, yeah, I agree. John Wall could use a change of scenery. Washington, they started off, what are they, 1-8, 1-9 or something like that? Yeah, they, and yeah, I think they're like maybe the two. The Dwight Howard yeah. thing isn't really clicking. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they just keep retooling, retooling, but it's like, I just get to the point where like, Yeah, Otto gotta, Porter's eating up that hundred. Oh, my goodness. 100-something million dollar contract. Anyways, I, I think Anthony Davis is a, is a guy who needs a change of scenery. And the reason I say that is because I think if, Anthony Davis is going to become the next best of the league, which he's on his way to. Mm -hmm. You know, first of all, starting off with that MVP award, yeah, it's an individual award, and that's why we're talking about individuals with the All-Stars. He he doesn't win that award in New Orleans, in my opinion. Like, say the season's going as is, he's playing like he is, Kawhi's playing like he is, and Steph's playing like he is. You're going Steph or Kawhi. The name holds weight. The brand that you play for and represent has got to do with, with your legacy. Based on records. <clears throat> that too. Yeah, your seating and your record holds um, weight. Yeah. You know, we've seen Anthony Davis put up numbers that no other big man was doing. And it's just like, we don't get lost in it, obviously. We recognize it. But we're not going to sit here and say, all right, he's the MVP. Look at who won the MVP last year. The number one seeded Rockets power, or excuse me, starting point guard, James Harden. Well, mm-hmm. starting shooting guard. Um, I think if Anthony Davis gets a change of scenery, whether it's even joining Braun in L.A. for a few years, whether it's going to New York, teaming up with KP, we don't know. Wherever he goes, I think he needs to go somewhere where the market is strong and, and either the market is strong or the team is contending. He'll really get that recognition. He'll really get that, all right, now, nah, this guy right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely the And what is he doing? Now. He's in purgatory right now. He's, he's getting out, bouncing either in the first round or the second round of the playoffs. He can't beat Golden State. He got swept by Golden State once or twice, I think, in his career already. He lost to them last year as well in like five what are we doing with his career yeah, that's, I think we, that's, we I can't think, see Anthony Davis just yeah. house in the first round second yeah. round yeah and it's year. like and it's unfortunate because it's just a product of his system because you know they can't make it past basically the the, the sixth seed you know but nobody so, ultimately can make it past Golden State right now right um, that's gonna be over soon it's the way the NBA works. We're not going to see this forever. Steph Curry isn't going to play the level he's playing forever. Kevin Durant might not even be on the team for the next well, they, year. They, they, or they definitely have some some money in contract. Draymond Clay, they have to figure out which one they want. So the switch is coming. I believe, and the next team is just going to pop up. And if you, you're either with them or you're not with them, so I'm going to go Kevin Durant or Anthony, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Davis. I'm going with my man Devin Booker. 
He needs some help. He needs a contender. The only... Okay. Yeah. It doesn't work. He will be an all-star soon enough. So, he needs to change the scenery to become an all-star. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He will. He's playing all-star caliber. He has played all-star ball. That's why Mm -hmm. I respect it. Mm Mm-hmm. But he definitely needs that to be an all-star. Yeah. Like, to even be considered. Nobody on Phoenix... Is getting a no goddamn All Star game. Yeah, exactly. We saw what they did tonight to, with Boston. They were up twenty two, lost the game. And so I mean, yeah, go ahead, Devin Booker. Get that boy some help, man. Um, yeah, I could see him shining if he had a number two option and even a number one option. If he became a number two option, and the pressure is just a little less on him, you know, you thrive. I respect that. Yeah. So it's a long season. We're not gonna get into the NBA deep. We're not gonna we're not gonna gut it yeah. and, and try to make it for what it's not. We're in Thanksgiving dinner ain't even we haven't even got leftovers yet. So we're not gonna just rave about the NBA. The, the oven's still on preheat. Thank you. It ain't See, beat but it ain't beat beat. That leads to um shout out Jay Santa, sent in some questions for this week's episode. as First of all, yeah, should Minnesota look into moving Cat and getting the most possible assets, especially with this year's Duke class? So, yeah, we all seen that Duke game. That was, you know, Duke Duke level. Nothing nothing less than expected coming from Duke. What should the Timberwolves Um, do with that? I mean, with Carl Anthony Towns, honestly, here's what I think. I think Carl Anthony Towns is an all-star, right? Mm Mm-hmm. He could have been one of our discussions for all-stars that need change of scenery. But he just signed a max deal. He just signed... He, or excuse me, the Timberwolves just showed that they're the guy they want. Jimmy Butler has shown that literally the opposite. He wants out. Tom Thibodeau, unfortunately, they gave him too much right. Mm-hmm. And he's holding on. It's getting in the head of Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. It's obvious. It's not even like yeah. a, a discussion. It's, so what I think... Get rid of Jimmy Butler right now. Right now. Just yeah. get rid of him. Keep Carl Anthony Towns. Let him thrive. Let him be, be as ball dominant as you might need him. And you ha- you're going to have to see if, if he's up for it. Like if him, the player, can do that and control that. You know what I mean? Because right. y'all sign him to the deal that I put my main ball handler and, and scorer with that deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, Are the Timberwolves trying to win now this year? No. But so why not blow it all up? I think the Timberwolves Jimmy are in a place are in a place where they're like you know the Miami Heat in a sense that they don't have that quit in them. Tom Thibodeau is way too tough minded, like a Pat Riley. Not to compare them, but in the sense of wanting to win and that competitive nature they have, I don't think the Timberwolves are gonna just okay yeah just because Jimmy Butler is gone. Like Jimmy Butler came to the team with a trade, obviously, and you know he didn't have any say in it, but they went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they can't just say, you know, Jimmy Butler was in practice and he said, y'all can't can win without me. So what is they going to prove him right now? <laughs> they have way too much pride in Minnesota, I'm sure. <laughs> they have a much, too much pride to trade him for, 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 these, for these good deals that they've received or they're going to ask for Ben Simmons for him. They, they're not going to just let him leave and then say, all right, yeah, let's go after one of these guys from Duke and tank. First of all, there's a long list of tanking teams right now. They would be... At the 12th pick Like <laughs> They can tank right now And still get the top 
11 pick. Like, it's not like they're going to go and get R.J. Barrett with number three. If you get rid of Jimmy and you get rid of Towns and you just play around Wiggins and Rose. Yeah, you you have a better shot in in getting that number three pick. But you just signed Carl Anthony Towns. And how much would you get for him? With how he's been playing, or with how he's been playing, it might be a little issue, but I'm sure that if if no, I think, if I think team, kids will look past that. Yeah, if, yeah, a, yeah. if a team really saw that you're willing to give up Carl Anthony Towns at 23 years old, yeah, he's already signed his deal. He's got how many years left on his contract? He's gonna be playing here for yeah, how he's long? For five, you know, so so I, I just don't think that they got they got to get rid of him. That's so, that he's not the issue. I think Jimmy Butler is yeah. literally the issue that. Nobody can get past. So, hold on. Read the question back one time so I can. I want to make sure I answer it correctly. Uh, I hope should I Should Minnesota look into moving Cat and getting the most possible assets, especially with this year's due class? No, I think they should keep Cat and look into moving Butler. And it's not an indictment against Butler. He's an all-star caliber player, top, you know, 10, if not top five, two-way player in the league. It's just like to what Julian said when I remember when the season before the season started and they interviewed Carl Anthony Towns and he just said yeah like our locker room is just not in a good place right now like our mindset's not in a good place right now like we're just in a rut and we gotta find a way to get out of it he's not comfortable you know Jimmy Butler has put people on notice Wiggins Cat the organization he's put people on notice made them comfortable and not make it a really good work environment you know for other people and it's not like he's the villain. It's not like he's bad for doing such. You know, because that's, that's the competitor. You can also look at it as a benefit. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you know, you got to light a, a fire under some people sometimes. And Carl Anthony Towns might have truly gotten complacent with his spot in the league mm-hmm. or, you know, with, with how he felt he's as good as he thinks. And, and Jimmy Butler might be the person that saved his career by doing all this if they trade right. him and let him shine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it might be Jimmy Butler that... Yo, thank you, bro. Because mm-hmm. you just told me something that I don't think nobody here was going to tell me. So before you left, I appreciate that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I just think, I don't know, this might be one of those things where, like, it benefits Carl Anthony Towns in the long run. But I think for as, like, the season right now, I think, like, the turmoil is still fresh. And I think, like, it's, yeah. you don't know, think see things get better until they move Jimmy and then, you know. But, like, yeah, moving Cat, that, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's the best place. I don't think that's the best move. Um, the, like also to what Julian said Yeah they're definitely like the Heat You know I remember last year you know or I remember when we signed Whiteside to the four year You know the, we gave him the four year max And I, I was big on it I wanted him to get paid But then you know last year Obviously we were kind of On we, I mean it was tough love Like obviously we don't want to see Whiteside you know move Or you know get traded because we know what he's capable of We were just kind of showing tough love And I think and because, you know, Pat and Spo and, the, you know, the staff and this organization see more in him than either, you know, he saw at the yeah, time or, or, or the or the fancy, you know, and, that, and now it's showing, you know, he's playing, he's playing, he's running the floor, he's playing both ends, he's mm-hmm. playing exceptionally well offensively and defensively, his pacing's gotten really better, you know, he's, he's, he's you know, giving effort on plays and, you know, so, some, sometimes, yeah, some, yeah, sometimes you just have that year. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for a cat to have that year. He's twenty three years young. You decide to, you know, he's the future. Yeah, he's the future. He, you know, he's on everybody's best twenty five and under players. Right. Top know. five. Yeah, top five. I mean, like you know, he's still and he's still learning the game, and that's okay. You gave him a five year deal. You see something in him. You can, you know, if 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 at worst case scenario, if you can build a team around him, you can insert the pieces to. 
to help him, you know, maybe put over those players. Right, right. Jimmy Butler wasn't, you know, the player to yeah, it didn't to work. Do it. Yeah, it didn't work. Go back to the drawing board. You know, I mean, there's no there's no reason to to blow it all up. Right. You, you know, you see something you like, you see potential. You have other players. You have Derrick Rose, who's having an exceptional year so far. And it's a draft pick. You can't just blow a draft pick it's, like yeah. this in the third year. Yeah, so I would not definitely happening. say, yeah, moving cat, not an option. Was there another question? Yeah. Um, he also asked, would you, who would you take if you need 30 points? Durant or Curry? You want to go? I'll go. It don't matter. Go ahead. Kevin Durant. I'd take Kevin Durant if I need 30 points because it's funny. We were talking about this off mic. We were talking about well, what we were talking about was, would you rather be that athletic, you know, dunker, high flyer that can is is very good, or that shooter that can just really shoot? And obviously, Kevin Durant's not the athletic high flyer guy, but uh, Kevin Durant is probably the the most fluent scorer in the league. It comes as easy as anybody um, with his height. And his ability to find his own shot, and I'm not trying to take away from Steph Curry with the ability to find a shot, but just putting the height on top of that. And then, uh, you know, they both get a lot of respect with the refs to where they're drawing fouls. They're both hitting their free throw shots. So it's not like, oh, long shot, Kevin Durant. I just think that Kevin Durant is just more consistent getting to 30. Yeah, just truly, truly, like, I, you know, I think Steph Curry's unguardable, but I think Kevin Durant's, like, true, like there's no one-on-one matchup. Like, I think you can find a one-on-one matchup that can have a nice time with Steph Curry. What does Curry do if his shot's not falling? He finds a way to get to the rim and... and but for 30 points? Without, with his shot not falling? That's one thing, too. Um, Durant, I could see it. I could see him drawing more fouls, yeah. being more aggressive. But. Yeah, yeah. I say, if, yeah. If you need thirty, you call Kevin Durant because yeah. I mean, we seen it in the finals. We seen it both both years in the finals. You know, Steph had a bad game. Clay had a bad game. Who shows up? KD. Dropping, Who saved dropping the Warriors? Four, dropping forty. Let's be real. Yeah. Cavs Warriors Part Three Part Four. No KD. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. yeah, let's not get it twisted. I mean, after they lost in 2016, there's a reason they went after KD. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't just you know, all right, we already have a 73 and nine team. Let's just let's just OD. No, it wasn't OD. It's because that's what you needed, realistically speaking. Right. You know, so yeah, I mean, KD back you down to the basket, pull up. You know, only needs a dribble or two, find a shot, mm-hmm. shoot it. You know, shoot on the dribble, catch and shoot. I mean, there's so many different ways this dude can score. It's ridiculous. And like you said, nothing against Steph Curry, but just I, I, if I, I feel like if I told, if I just look Katie in the face, be like Katie, I need thirty. Yeah, no if ands or buts. Yeah, yeah. Say and less. he's talking shit. Yeah. yeah, say less and just. The and slim he's oh that yeah that that killer yeah. instinct kicking. He got he got the killer in him. He do. What you think, Ant? Durant. I go with Durant. Yeah, that's and it, like I said, it's not to take. I mean, I think Steph Curry could score thirty five on any given night if he really. really yeah, now, now to. the question was scoring th- uh, thirty the fastest. <laughs> we talking, we talk, That's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah but nah. If, if I if I need thirty, I just look. If I look at this man in the eye and tell him I need thirty, KD will get the job done. Yeah, a seven, a seven, seven five wingspan, whatever it is, it's crazy. So, 
Is that it? Was that was that all the questions? Yeah, shout out. That was to two you, good man. questions. I yes, appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, we definitely appreciate those questions. So we're gonna move on to some NFL headlines, and um, I guess give our thoughts. Right now, we got Des Bryant finally signing. He been signed. Waiting. Finally signed. He didn't sign in New England, but he signed with New Orleans. If I may start, this might be the best situation he's ever been in. Oh, for sure. Drew Brees is the best quarterback, hands down, he's ever had. Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks the league has ever seen. Um, He has Michael Thomas, who's arguably the top five receiver in the league right now. He has Alvin Kamara, who's arguably the top five running back in the league right now. A top five running back. And catching back. Um, He might be the most elusive back in the league. He also has Mark Ingram, who's a pound-the-ball runner. Mm -hmm. The Saints have never been a team to take the ball deep, just trying to take the ball deep off the sideline, make a big play. Drew Brees is going to just mentally wear you down, drive you down the field, dink, dunk, slant, cut, out, corner, deep ball. And when that shot's there, he takes it. So, Des Bryant not having all the pressure of only having uh, Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams on his team. He doesn't have to worry about having uh, Jason Wood was on the team, I get it, but he doesn't have to worry about Dak Prescott trying to throw him the ball. He doesn't have to worry about Zeke taking away Zeke taking yeah. away the numbers. He doesn't have to worry about Tony Romo before this offensive line became what it was, getting hit all the time. Under pressure, throwing the ball. I know who, yeah. Exactly. Well, so, yeah. Position wise, like as a team, he's on definitely the best team he's played. Right. But he's not in the best form he's been. As in like I mean, we don't his know. prime. I mean, I know that he's not in NFL shape today. But I can't say that his body isn't ready. And I can't yeah, say I'm that. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. But it's not the Dez from when he was playing with Romo. And Romo wasn't terrible. Right. They did. They made magic happen. It's just, you, you know, those resurgence that people have, especially when it's like, when it's right. It's, those come when it's right. So it's like, I'm trying to think of a resurgence that I just had in my head, but whatever. Brandon Marshall, maybe? Mm. Nah, nah. Eh, whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna just do this with with him. You go into Drew Brees' team. Mm-hmm. Think about this: uh, Ted Ginn, Marcus Colston, Lance Moore, Devery Henderson, Jimmy Graham, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Willie Sneed, Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills, Brandon Cooks. Brandon, these guys were just eating. Because Drew Brees was finding a way to get the ball. Drew Brees might be the most accurate quarterback in the league right now. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it kind of just has to be the best situation for him in a sense. And I get where you're coming from with the body. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not in NFL shape today. Like He hasn't practiced with a team. He hasn't been on the field on Sunday. He hasn't gotten hit in how long. Mm-hmm. But 
it's not to say that he hasn't been working out. It's not to say that he hasn't been keeping up with himself. It's not to say that he hasn't been, you know, the Saints didn't sign him. For no reason. And they didn't They didn't yeah, see something they, yeah. they didn't like when because the Saints are trying to win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, because they worked them out before. So they obviously feel like he can really contribute to this team. Mm-hmm. And Sean Payton just has another toy to just, just right on the outside. Line them up. Mm-mm-mm. So. I, yeah, I think Dez went to the best situation possible because that too, and I didn't, I, I didn't thought, think about the Saints. Yeah. Like I never thought about the Saints, like for Dez Bryant. Yeah, I think it's because we just looked at like how efficient Drew Brees was. Like you said, like look at the the long list of receivers. Drew Brees has never really been that type of player. He's kind of like in a sense like an Aaron Rodgers. Look at the long list of receivers that play for right. Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know. Just I mean, yeah, he like he's gonna find you. He's gonna make you open. He's gonna find you open. He's gonna put the ball where it needs to be. You know what's funny? Doesn't that sound like a Jared uh, Jared Goff, in the sense that in the last two years, mm-hmm. who are, who has his receivers been? Brandon Cooks, Sammy Watkins, Cooper Cup, his tight end Higby. Uh, he's had who's their other guy? Robert Woods. Robert Woods. You know, these aren't Pro Bowl wide receivers. These aren't Fair, the Farrell biggest Cooper. name, Farrell Cooper. These mm-hmm. weren't the biggest names, right. but he's making it happen. Obviously, people are saying he's a product of the offense of Sean McVay, but one of the two of them, and Drew Brees, can be argued that Sean Payton is calling the right plays every time. Right. Because Sean Payton's been his right hand man for the last nine years at least. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, or, what, seven? No, no, almost nine. Yeah, yeah almost yeah. almost nine. Now. Yeah. Like about almost ten, actually, almost mm-hmm. ten. So that's just funny. I realized, you know, Jared Goff is kind of in the same way. And I don't know if you watched the Rams Saints game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff was putting those balls in pockets. He in was pockets. When we was watching on, that game. Remember it on a frozen yeah. rope, like that one that he under he pressure. Did, the one, yeah, the one, the one he delivered to Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. And I think it was between like mm-hmm. what was a wobble was between like three defenders. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. just slung it. So, uh, Dez, we wish you the best of luck in New Orleans. New Orleans has two games versus Cam Newton, who, which brings us to Le'Veon Bell is back in Pittsburgh. The team is expecting him to come back. We're going to get into the what happens with James Conner when Le'Veon Bell comes back real quick. But before that, Pittsburgh just beat Carolina 52 to 14, I think it was. Ben Roethlisberger threw 25, 22 to 25, 330 yards, five touchdowns, perfect passer rating. Um, no Le'Veon Bell, right? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wanted to also get into the Panthers, the fact that the Panthers are one of the best teams in the league at now 6-3. and three. They came into the game at 6-2. and two. In the NFC, they're 5-0 and oh at home, and they have two games versus the Saints in the last Left, three weeks. In the last three weeks. So that's going to be interesting, and that might have been one of the reasons why Des Bryant was made a focal point. You know, So back to Le'Veon Bell, James Conner. What what do what do you what do you expect Pittsburgh to to do with with these guys? Obviously, Le'Veon Bell is, when playing, the best running back in the league. Right. James Conner filled his shoes this year. Offer it. You have to bring Le'Veon if he's willing to play, and play hard. You have to play him. Mm-hmm. But you can't take away from James Conner. 
What? So, if I'm Mike Tomlin, Le'Veon is my third down back. I'd use him there. Also, check plays, stuff like that. I'd use Le'Veon Passing as downs. a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. As just an additional slot receiver. And then who's the better blocker? That'll come down to it, too. Mm-hmm. But I don't see that James Conner's having trouble. You know, like yeah, I, think, I, I, think, I, I think Le'Veon's the better pass blocker. But, he, he I mean, but, be, but James Conner's still, still, still young. I mean, he's done exceptional. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. um, Le'Veon can line up on the outside, though. Can, Not can. to say James Conner can't, but I'll still put Le'Veon. I mean, Le'Veon's better than him all around. But if we're looking at numbers only, mm-hmm. you can say James Conner is better than Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, he's only been doing it one year. That's, like, consistently. That's the thing. So, um, how do you feel about Le'Veon Bell being back in Pittsburgh? I feel like they should kind of, because, interesting enough, and this, well, this season for... Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, James Conner is actually breaking Le'Veon's uh, Steeler records for a first-year running back in in, uh, in Pittsburgh. And I know he's broken some. He's probably on pace to break more. I would just look at it as an aspect of, okay, you have Le'Veon there, who, like I said, arguably number one running back in the league. Why not use him? Especially looking at your division, how that division's really close. Yeah, you got very tight. Since Cincinnati got off to a hot start, they're they're tied in the season series with Baltimore now. Mm-hmm. After you know, after having beaten them uh, prior, and like I said, that that div- and then you tied with with Cleveland. So yeah. it's like that that <laughs> that division like it's gonna come down to divisional games, and it's gonna come down to the last weeks of the season. So if you have an extra tool in your kit, why not use it? Especially when we say running backs age out at around 30. So if if James Conner is having an exceptional year, James Conner is clearly your future, and if running backs have such a you know short span. short, short right. lifespan mm-hmm. and you have that like you said, you have that extra tool, you know he's going to leave next year. Why not use him this year? Take take loads off of James Conner. James Conner is your future. So if you don't have to put, yeah, if you don't have to put more pressure on him as far as you know hits wise, because me and you were talking about, we're watching like wow, like these running backs get beat up. So if that's the less pressure you could take off of James Conner. Save his time. Save save his time. You got the extra tool for this year, and he's why on not a use it? rookie deal. <laughs> exactly. So you're saving he's money while doing it. Eight million less than what Le'Veon got fined so far this year for not playing. Wow. So I mean, and like, and like, like I was, you know, like I said, it's just when the division's so tight right now, and you need that little extra to get you over, why not? But like, like I said, I would look at. The, I'm, I'm really looking at the aspect of if, if Le'Veon for the offense. If, yeah, exactly. If Le'Veon wants to come, prove his worth for whatever money he wants to make next year, whatever team. Fine, I'm gonna let him do that. So I'm gonna let him win, but I'm gonna win by right. saving my future and James Conner. Nice. Let's jump into this discussion where we were either going to do top wide receiver duos in the league or just team trios mm-hmm. offensively. Why not just, whether it's a duo or a trio, who do you like like as the best? You know, Because you have teams like the Rams. Yeah. Where... It's working between Cooks, Gurley, and you can say Cup, you can say Woods. 
You have teams like the Steelers with Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. You have teams like the Saints where Mark Inger, Alvin Kamara, Breeze. Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. and Breeze. Um, so just a, 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 a core, like a little core of, of the offense from a team. Who would you say is the best right now in, in obviously performance and and how they're gel and how they're gelling? I'm gonna say it's Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and uh, Alvin Kamara because it's like they're Alvin Kamara and like I said, Drew Brees, 39 years young, really at this right. point, still has you know breaking records still, much more, obviously, football to play behind a great offensive line. You know, there's no pressure on him. And it's like Michael Thomas has now jumped into that top five. He's now top five. He was already in the conversation before the season started. Last week solidified it against a great, you know, Rams team. Um, Salute to Joe Horn. Salute. Call me up on the flip phone. Um, And then Alvin Kamara is just, again, breaking records, doing it all, passing downs. You know, rushing, and it's just I love how I love the balance. Right. There's never like in any situation where I'm like, wow, like the Saints are like just running like to to the ends of the earth, or like wow, like they're airing the ball out. Like it's such good balance. They keep teams guessing. You don't know what Always. they're gonna, you don't know what they're and gonna it's do. Been like yeah. this for the last, like I just said, almost decade. Yeah, but like this year, it's just really I feel like. I mean, Alvin Kamara has really stepped into his own. Last year, we saw him break out as a rookie. And I feel like Michael Thomas, too, now. I feel like he's, like, finally reached that point where he himself now Confident. knows. Yes. I mean, this dude's catching 90% of his passes. That's insane. So, yeah, I feel like that's that offense is just beautiful to watch. What oil machine. Here's where I'm going to go. You want to go ahead? Yeah. Kansas City. Ooh. I really like Kansas family. City. When it comes to Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey, mm. that offense is—it's crazy. It's crazy, and not to say that Mahomes is a quarterback or anything. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? But and then what? Where's the weak link in that? Like out of those four, who would mm-hmm. you even say is the weak link? And that's a great weak link to have. Right. Yeah. So and to add on to what you were saying <laughs> when he was talking about between you know wide receiver duos or trios, like they got both. They got a receiver duo and Tyreek Hill and T- Kelsey, and then they got a three-headed monster. They got a crazy and, stat. Um, Kansas City, when it comes to Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Also, I, it might be Patrick Mahomes also. Those four positions, um, they all lead in fantasy points. So those four players on that one team all lead their positions in fantasy points, which hmm. is insane. I know, that's true. Mahomes, on Mahomes looks like he averaged 50. insane. That is insane. Yeah. Chiefs has been rolling. They lost one game. They look like they're going to continue rolling all the way through January in the playoffs. Um, My thing is, look how Houston's rolling, right? Houston's won six straight. Not to get off the the fact. With Houston, they have a nice up-and-coming three-headed monster with Watson, Hopkins, and Demarius Thomas now, if, you know, we can see how he does. I'm not going to put them there yet. But once they get to the playoffs, we see they fold. Kansas City, they've gone to the playoffs. Same thing. Fold. New quarterback. You know, Tra- Travis Kelsey is obviously the best tight end in the league. Tariq Hill is really coming to his own, especially this year. 
they're legit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that that that's legit. I'm gonna have to go with the team who like the Steelers come alive as it gets colder. They stay healthy. They rest their players. They're smart. They have the best coach to ever coach. <laughs> and they just got Josh Gordon with the GOAT and the second best tight end in the league, right? Yeah. Who's not even playing because he, he's hurt, right? Yeah. Save him till January. Burkhead's coming back soon, too. All that. <laughs> Josh Gordon, we saw him last week versus Green Bay. A Green Bay defense who shut down the Rams in the sense of cornerbacks, rookie Josh Jackson. Had Brandon Cooks clamped out. Struggled this week against Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon tore him up. Had a dagger touchdown. No Gronk. So now, teams are having to double Josh Gordon because of the deep threat, right? You don't have to play two man over him. Julian Edelman still. Edelman's going to eat chunks. always. Yeah. We can go there as well. When Gronk comes back, you have to double team Gronk. If you don't have Jalen Ramsey or Jalen Ramsey probably, I don't know if you can go one-on-one with Gronk. So if you're going to have to take that extra man and put him on Gronk and then have to worry about Josh Gordon going over the top, excuse me, Flash Gordon going over the top, (laughs) Brady's throwing him the ball. Mm -hmm. Going into the playoffs, that's pretty scary. That's pretty scary to see. To go against Kansas City in the playoffs, we saw what happened when Kansas City went to New Orleans, uh, to New England. Patrick Mahomes, it was a shootout. He had a great game, but the Chiefs face it. They have literally the worst defense in the league, if not the second worst defense in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I don't see how that's going to just change overnight or in the next five weeks, six weeks. When the playoffs come, obviously everybody turns their game up a little bit, but New England turns their game up a lot of it. So I still see New England being that, you know, forerunner. I still see New England finishing the season with home field advantage over the Chiefs. And when the Chiefs have to play New England, I still see Brady prevailing. And I hope that's in the first round, which I don't think it would be. But I don't want Brady to knock out Mahomes and the Chiefs to go to a Super Bowl, right? (laughs) There's There's a lot of time between now... And you know, for sure, in, in, in January. So those are, but those are all three great trios. Yeah, and we all went trio. That's yeah. funny. And New Orleans and the NFC might just go all the way right now. The way they're playing, I don't see who's gonna tell them what. So let's finish this this podcast episode with hot or not. We did one two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Coaches on the hot seat. We're gonna. Do you think they are? Do you think they're not? And if you do, why? If you don't, why? You know, this is like a math test. Show your work. (laughs) (laughs) Don't just say no. Don't just say yes. We're going to start off with South Florida's own Adam Gase. Justin, I'm going to let you go. And we don't all have to give our opinion on each coach. If you have something to say, say it. If you don't, keep it moving. Adam Gase, is is he on the hot seat or not? Nah, I think I think he's good. I think um, he's de- we've de- we're dealing with a lot of injuries this year, and then this is the year where we actually got he actually has the roster. Which Albert Wilson hurts. 
Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts big. Because yeah, 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 he's a big free agent pickup. Yeah. That Gase probably wanted. And then now we got, you know, and then Devontae Parker was hurt a lot to start the year. We got Tannehill hurt. Brock Osweiler is going to play yet again, you know, for I think, the, you know, I believe the fifth straight week. So injuries have. Which now they're saying Ryan Tannehill has a torn labor, like a partial torn Yeah, and then, and then we had a, like a lot of between. Yeah, and then, I mean, Josh Sitton, who we brought in, injured week one, out for the rest of the year. Kilgore, the center we brought in, injured week two, out for the year. So we're just dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Um, I, but I do believe he finally has a locker room he wants. We're just, it's just, you know, it's just an injury-ridden season. What was the uh, whole deal with Rashad Jones? I heard some stuff, but I don't, I didn't really. It's, Gage is trying to keep it in the locker room. There's really not much that we do know. Um, from what from what I read and from what I understand, uh, Matt Burke was trying to. Who's your defense coordinator? He's a, yeah, defensive coordinator, basically trying to insert Minka into that starting role and not just you know package or substitution. He's trying to give him more you know reps right. and wants to insert him more into that that starting role. <laughs> so yeah, so there was a lot of you know players that we swapped out to to put him you know in that position. Uh, Bobby lost some snaps. Uh, Rashad lost some snaps, and do you think that's okay? I but mean, this is sorry not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but this Adam Gates went on the record and kind of called out your defense coordinator too. Right. I mean, so, but to go back to the question I just asked, do you think that's the right move to to you know you're still in the season where you can get a wild card position being realistic? Mm-hmm. You know, you got seven games left or whatever. You're taking out your best players. To, right. to, to to work on the future when there's still opportunity to win right now. Well, I think it's him obviously seeing more in Minka that, you know, he feels that like he's ready to. So I feel like, I don't, and I don't think it was just, you know, oh, like if this is our best defensive package and set for that specific, you know, what we think they're going to call or what they right. like to go to. I don't think he's just going to, all right, just to see how it works, we're going to pull him out. And I think it's like in certain situations where it's like, okay, we think they might be doing, you know, let's let's put Minka in there, you know, because we, you know, we feel comfortable right, right. with, you know, like you're not just gonna put right, him in right, like, all right, let's yeah, yeah, we're not just gonna see how this goes, yeah, we're not just gonna take out the package that you know that we feel like works really well against what we think they're gonna call and just you know take him out, and I, I think you know maybe Rashad kind of responded negatively to it or, or what Rashad I think said like he didn't really like there was there wasn't really communication there wasn't like full understanding of what was going on. And I think he kind of just, like, mentally checked out. But as far as, like, what else may be going on, Gates is trying to keep in the locker room, which I appreciate because a lot of our stuff since, you know, the whole uh, Jonathan Martin and Richie and that, you know, our locker room has mm-hmm. been having leaks. So I appreciate them trying to keep everything in-house. Okay. But so I think Gates is nah. good. Yeah, I think yeah. Gates is good. Jason Garrett, Dallas Cowboys head coach, Jerry Jones' best friend. Gotta go. This is his ninth season. He's got to go, but is he in the hot seat? He's in the hot seat. Yes, it's his seat. Especially after, you, I feel like, I hate to say it, but at this point in the season, especially where that division is between Washington and Philly, you just got Amari Cooper. You're basically, we've heard that Jerry Jones and, and Garrett or other people on the staff were kind of like, Trying to see if Dak is really the one they want to ride with, and then they're like, and then they're like, okay, we don't know if Dak's want to ride. We give him weapons, then we'll mm-hmm. find out. So then you get him Amari Cooper. He's obviously still got Zeke back there. He likes to go to Cole Beasley, you know. So we're like, 
So then we're trying, you know, we're we're trying to see if he's the one, and then offensively, you just kind of like after halftime, yeah, twenty-eight to fourteen. Yeah, at, yeah, at home on at, Monday night. At halftime, after halftime, you just throw a dud. I mean, yeah, and then, like I, like I said, like I don't like I said, this this is his ninth season. They've only had one playoff appearance, and they were the number one team in the NFC. And lost at home. Granted, it's the Aaron, granted it's Aaron Rodgers. He's the probably the best in the last two minutes, and he's you know most talented position. I get all that, but at the end of the day, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, it's a team game, and you cannot let mm-hmm. your team be put in that position. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, what kind of makes me think that Garrett is in the hot seat is Jerry Jones coming out and saying. Dak Prescott's our guy. Dak Prescott will get the extension. That too. Because now you're making it like Dak Prescott's not a problem, right? So I don't know if it's all yeah, you can't coach him. I don't know if the line ain't doing as good as they were. Right. I don't know if we need some more receivers. But our quarterback is staying put. So that kind of like, damn, makes you know Jason Garrett maybe think like, all right, well, we got to step it up. If this is the guy who's staying, he didn't say nothing about me staying. You know, right. he he would have came out and said, "No, our coaching staff is fine. We're good. Adam Gase is our, our excuse me, Jason Garrett is our guy, and we'll further evaluate whatever." Mm-hmm. Not a lot of security in a statement when the owner's telling you that the quarterback's here to stay and the team is playing bad. Yeah. So I, I'll go. Yeah, he is in the hot seat. Another coach who I believe is in the hot seat. We can just uh, Todd Bowles. Yeah. Uh, you drafted Sam Darnold. First of all, last week versus Miami was horrible. Four interceptions versus a Miami defense who who's not bad. They're not a bad defense, but they're far from a great defense. Far from having, you know, a superstar. Rashad Jones, with all due respect, okay. But other than that, no superstars on the defense. Um, it wasn't raining. I get the field was wet, but it wasn't raining, and... Their running game has been flat for the last three weeks. Like, we've seen Isaiah Corral go for 200 yards, and then ever since week, what, six, I think, when they played Indianapolis, it just went flat from there. Like, the defense isn't playing as good as they as they are advertised. They have one of the best young safeties in the league in Jamal Adams. They have one of the best young defensive tackles in the league, Leonard Williams. They have one of the best middle linebackers in the league, young middle linebackers in the league, in Darren Lee. Where's the production, right? So, Todd Bowles has been there for, what is he, going on his sixth season, maybe? Yeah, like I think it might, yeah, might be fifth. The Jets are still not a winning team. They're still not even competing to win their division. And they don't have a top 15 defense, I don't think. So, Todd Bowles, there should be some urgency. You know, they let Teddy Bridgewater go for Darnold. Darnold has to be coached the correct way and, and his career has to be re- like say it can't just go to waste behind a defensive minded coach right yeah like are we gonna try to groom this gunslinger quarterback behind you know like where's Bruce Arians why do you think Bruce Arians wants to go to only Cleveland Baker Mayfield buddy <laughs> you know who Baker you know who Andrew Luck had as a coach as a rookie Bruce Arians Carson Palmer was throwing that bit Bruce Arians so He's willing to do it, but with Todd Bowles, I don't know if that's the correct way that you're trying to 
groom Sam Darnold and an offense who struggles to score all the time. Especially if they say, you know, like back to like you know, what you said with uh, Dallas, like if they say Sam Darnold's, you know, their future. And I'm sure he is. I don't think yeah, they're going to just ride him off as a yeah, bust after yeah. one year or two years. Like, the team is not even in a good state to say that, yeah, he should have balled. Like, no, nah, I yeah. mean, he shouldn't have career numbers. He shouldn't be, you know, rookie of the year candidate, bless you. Um, but to be, you know, playing this bad, mm-hmm. that's a different story. Next coach we're going to go to out in the Western Conference as the Duck is trying to interrupt the podcast. That's just South Florida. Fans Joseph. They're getting louder. I think they're fighting. You know, they're just chasing each other. Late night shenanigans. Uh, I seen a light just now. Mm-hmm. Um, Vance <laughs> Joseph, though. <laughs> <laughs> right? Vance Joseph, Broncos coach. He's not. He, I don't think he's in the hot seat. It's too early. To, it's, it's way too early to call that. Um, how many seasons he's been with them? This, this is the second. second season. You see? Way too early. They're not, <laughs> they're not in any position. It's not like he came in and they were a contender. No. That's true. And last year when he came in, I mean, their defense was really good. Their offense was super questionable with their Trevor, Simeon, Paxton, Lynch project that blew up. Mm-hmm. Brock Osweiler didn't work. Um, this year they went and signed Case Keenum, who... Hasn't been playing, you know, like Case Keenum of last year. But let's be real. Case Keenum is not Case Keenum of last year. Case Keenum had a great year last year. He had a great defense. He had a great offensive line. And and it worked, right? It worked. He, I'm not going to take away a great year. Like, he literally was one of the best quarterbacks in the league last year. But we've seen Case Keenum before that, and we've seen him after that. And that's not who he really is consistently week in and week out. So, mm-hmm. He's definitely a guy that Broncos can, you know, be successful with because he knows how to manage games. He knows how to not turn the ball over, and he knows how to to make throws. But to try to ride a Case Keenum, no, I don't think it's going to work. You know, you did draft Bradley Chubb, who defensive rookie of the year nominee. I'm sure he'll be at the end of the year. He's already been rookie of the month. Um, You still have your Chris Harris. You still have your Vaughn Miller, who... Best pass rusher in the league. You know, I don't think he's necessarily in the hot seat, especially with the Chiefs being as good as they are. Like, if if Patrick Mahomes didn't come out and and blow this thing out like he's doing, mm-hmm. the the Broncos would still be in you know division winning contention. Obviously, that's not the case, and nobody was as prepared for the Chiefs as they thought they were. Right. Which they almost beat them on that Monday night. Patrick Mahomes is just that good. So, you know, he it's not like he's getting blown out by divisional opponents. He's taking care of business versus the ones he's supposed to win. He's losing tough games. I don't think he's going to be on the hot seat. I think John Elway has his back as well. That's just me. You want to go for Dirk Cutter of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I, th- I think he's on the hot seat. I believe this is his... He signed with them in, what, 2015, I want to say? Uh, Derek Cutter? Derek Cutter, I believe it was at 20... Was it the year they drafted Winston? Was it the year they drafted Winston? 2014? It might be 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. So he's he's headed towards 
you know, three, three, you know, four, four seasons. Losing seasons. Yeah, lo- losing seasons. Been on hard knocks. Had all this hype. Got a Deshaun Jackson. You had Mike Evans. You had Jameis, who was supposed to be your future, who seems like a bust really at this point. I think um, Jameis might have a better career in a new place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to call him a bust just yet. He's really young. Right. He knows how to play the game. But go ahead. Um. I yeah. I think that especially when and we saw it with Hugh Jackson when your team is like in so many games and you can't come out with a win that's that's on the coaching staff like you're putting your you know you have all you're this, right there yeah you're right there you have these players to put you in the position but you're not getting them over the hump like what you're supposed to do as the staff right like they're going out right. there playing doing everything they can and you're getting them there, but just not there enough. And, and then you that, see when Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in, he makes the throws and he just brings the team back. But when Jameis Winston's in, it's like a shit show. And it's like their offense can't get it moving. There's a turnover machine. Their offensive line doesn't block. I don't know if maybe the team isn't as behind Jameis Winston as they are Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't. But even with Fitzpatrick, but, we've seen him have, you know, like the Philly games and the Tampa games. And you've seen him have the Pittsburgh games yep. and, you know, the Cincinnati games. So it's, you know. You just you don't you don't know what Ryan Patrick. You don't know get. what you're getting from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers weekend and we got because you want to pick the football exactly. pool and you're like, God damn, Tampa Bay, you know, that's an easy win. Mm, not too sure. Exactly. They threw for four hundred yards last year or last week and put up thirty eight points. But this week they put up fourteen and they threw for, you know, two hundred. So yeah. oh, Jameis Winston came back, four interceptions. Come on. Dirk Cutter's definitely on the hot seat because last year I believe he was on the hot seat. They started winning, and I don't know. It kind of just got erased. Yeah. Nobody kept thinking about it. If they lead, like, their team to just if – they, if they have a losing record in this final stretch right here, I think he's gone. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, how I many – yeah, you're not going to put up – Exactly. Somebody else can be doing it. Especially if you – Relying on Ryan Fitzpatrick to be your future. <laughs> that and with so much quarterback talent coming up in this year's draft, yeah, it, it might it might be the time. It might be his time. All right, so that's gonna end this episode. It was a nice discussion with y'all boys. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. That was season two, episode eight. I was gonna say eight, but I didn't want to be corrected. <laughs> I'm not in the mood to be corrected. Thank you guys for listening. Why you why you keep that tool like that? Why you more like that? I hit the club 50 deep. How you get so high like that? Why your eyes like that? Cause I put Molly in my limbs. Call that why you act like that? Why you strap like that? Cause I got it by myself. Nigga, I don't need no vitamin C. I be smoking broccoli. They say it's good for my health. I'm friend to know my little bitch friend Adele. I like my money fast, you moving like a snail. All I smoke is L's on a paper trail. Can't you tell? I got clientele on my next tail. I don't need your help, got it on my own. This a million dollar phone, but I ain't got no ringtone. Call that why you keep that thing with you. Cause I ain't got no time to play with you. All I do is when I hit the loose Got your bull dancing Cut that what a man make cut me I'm smoking broccoli, count it green I'm on my lead, I'm on lead
why you, why you kick that tool like that? Why you move like that? I hit the club 50 deep. How you get so high like that? Why your eyes like that? Cause I put Molly in my lean. I be smoking broccoli, they say it's good for my health Call that why you always in a foreign Cause if it ain't foreign, then it's born I'm chasing dreams while you snoring Call that black, might be yellow, but her favorite color orange Bitch, don't call my phone no more, I'm on tour Only two can fit, fuck a four door Nigga, this a jack, this is not a fort Fuck that Michael Kors. Fuck that shit. I made her moving slowly cause I poured a fork. I'm on that shit. Got her on her knees like, fuck, give me a lot. Fuck that. I remember pulling skins when your mother marks hitting Why you kick that tool like that? Why you move like that? I hit the club 50 deep. How you get so high like that? Why your eyes like that? Cause I put Molly in my lean. I be smoking broccoli, they say it's good for my health I'm a healthy kid